Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast. My name is Chris and I am your host and I can confirm this podcast will be talking a lot about the bottom. Not in the way that you might have hoped, I'm afraid, dear listener, but uh, the bottom of Liga is where we're going to be talking today. Um, just the two of us this week, um, Phil, I've got you with me and nice of you to be here as always. Um, we Thank haven't you. found Jez from inside the sofa yet. Uh, I fear that he may may not come out after Mets is showing at the weekend, which we'll come on to. But in all seriousness, Jez has got a few work commitments at the moment, so we wish him well. I'm sure he'll be back with us next week. Um, and hopefully Mets will have a little bit better things to talk about then. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the bottom end today, Phil, aren't we really? Um, so we'll dive kind of straight in. We will just go over the results uh, that don't affect any teams uh, in the relegation zone before we do that uh, and I'm unfortunately sorry if there's any Angers fans listening to this but I'm excluding you from this conversation because you're very much in it we'll come on to that in a second but of the games that didn't affect the relegation teams uh, the Saturday uh, involved um, one of them which was uh, Rouse and Wren which was a really good game actually 38 goals across Liga this weekend uh, Benjamin Borgo with two goals and Martin Terrier with yet another one for Wren uh, securing the victory which looked at that stage to be comfortable but Rams did get back into it through Busi and Kajus' penalty with uh, 10 minutes to go, setting up a good climax to that one. But ultimately, Rich's Wren continued their good run. Um, on the Sunday games, again, not affecting relegation threatened teams, we saw Brest and Nolt draw 1-1. And that was um, the end of the game there. Colomwani with the opener for Wren mm. and Chardonnay with the goal for Brest. Something you wanted to say on that one? Well, there was uh, two stoppages in this game, I think. The first four yes. uh, smoke bombs thrown off by the visiting fans. And then there was a pitch invasion as certain members of the home ultras attempted to get to the away ultras. I know it's a Breton derby, but I hadn't realised that this was needle. Mm. I mean, it was a bit, even the TV team were saying, well, the teams don't care, the players don't care, What what's going on? And it was mm. all just a little bit awkward. Um, but yeah, they're, they're mid-table, there's nothing to fight for. So I'm guessing it was just, let's... Let's have a party. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was it was all a bit unnecessary and a bit unsavory in a game, which ultimately I wouldn't say doesn't mean anything for either side. That's probably a bit harsh with Nantes uh, trying to get into Europe and Brest sort of just below them in 12th, but it wasn't really the need for this no, to go off. Neither of them are going to go up or down. No. So maybe the best look like an excuse for a punch up. Yeah, blow off steam sort of situation. Um, but nevertheless, a draw on the pitch was how it finished. Um, we will... Am I gonna, yeah, I'm going to rope Twat into this one, sorry. So the only other game um, of the weekend which didn't affect... Actually, two other games that didn't affect relegation teams. Uh, Lons uh, beat Nice by three goals to nil. This one had it all. Three red cards, uh, two for Nice, uh, double booking for Lamina and late... Uh, straight red for Dante. Haidara had been sent off in the early 17th minute for Loz. Um, but a, a really, really good display from uh, from the home side. And Frankos uh, continuing his um, 
well, you have to say, impressive um, sort of run, I guess you would say, with this this uh, Everly, ever imp- improving long sides. Uh, Callum Wendo, who's one of those improvers, got the opening goal. Uh, Jake DeCourit, well, one of the goals of the weekend, a lovely curling goal. And Callum Wendo added his second with uh, around about 20 minutes to go to seal the game. But uh, yeah, Frank Onst is, um, he's, he just seems to be getting things right in terms of of uh, Lons' season. Uh, that lifts them, by the way, um, back up to eighth. And they're still within an outside shot of the oh. European places. Uh, nice, however, falling like a stone. It's all going a bit wonky for Gautier right now. Um, and finally, the other game that doesn't affect relegation sides, unfortunately, Fifil did not go the way of Montpellier as Marseille ran out. 2-0 winners, uh, Bombardier and Chingiz under penalty uh, in that particular game. It could have gone very differently, though. Montpellier started quite well, I thought, in this particular game. Yeah, I think we're, we're getting to the point of the season now where it's like, hmm, yeah, selling your best players every yeah. summer does have an effect at a certain point, and Montpellier have been kind of pootling gently down the table yeah. for a while now. So, and you imagine there we go. But that means Marseille are still second. Yeah, and I mean they have a variety of people who are putting the ball in the net, which is good, and so that's something where they're going to be very much challenging and you know Champions League place looks nailed on for them mm. don't want to jinx it but given that they're three points clear of Ren um, the second is very much something for them to hold on to and they have a fun fixture coming up at the weekend, which we'll uh, preview at the end of the pod as Ooh, well, yes. which will be worth watching. Um, but yes, didn't go Montpellier's way. And as you say, the fire cell seems to be inevitable at this point there. Um, right, let's go over these relegation games then. And um, I say we're, we're not going to spend like hours on each game, but we'll just look at the ones that, that are kind of key to what's going on. Um, don't think we can really start anywhere but the Friday night game, can we? Um, St Etienne oh, happy uh, going place. Oh, it was a wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, Lorient hosting St Etienne. We said last week it would be probably quite an important game for, for both sides, in fairness. But I said last week that Lorient had to get something from this. And boy, did they get something. Um, despite being 2-0 down inside the first 22 minutes, uh, Nordan getting the uh, second after former Lorient man, Dennis Boanga, of course, inevitably scored against his former club early on. Uh, but Lorient roared back and, and ended up winning by six goals to two. Um, so many things you could pull out of this game. St Etienne's defending in the second half in particular would not be one of them because they were wretched. And uh, I, think, I think I'm right in saying um, the, uh, the the sort of the fallout after this game was very much that, that St Etienne were, I think, I, think, I think the word might even have been used as embarrassing. I, I think the word was used by mm. Pascal Duprat, who's never one to be backward in his, his thoughts. Um, but yeah, th- but for me... I'm going to be a bit biased, but this is all about Lorient's sort of ability to to dig in and, and carve out a result against the the circumstances that, that were before them. Tara Moffi getting well, two of the goals, Kone two, Ouskard and, and Lefay, who is the Prince of Lorient, of course. I I I agree because 
happy place. But I think this was part of a theme we saw over the weekend, which was Southampton, as you said, went 2-0 up and then collapsed massively. You mm. had a red card for Neyu on 69 minutes. He came on in the 62nd minute. He was booked on the 68th minute for one bad tackle and then got a second booking a minute later for another bad tackle. They just absolutely shout the bed. And we saw that also in uh, Clermont PSG because PSG went ahead 2-0, fine. Understand that. Claremont pulled one back in the 42nd minute, just before halftime. Fine. You're 2-1 down against PSG at halftime. Not bad. They ended up losing 6-1. Absolutely collapsed as well. And then we get on to Bordeaux-Metz, which was the bottom two playing each other which I know Jez last week said he thought Bordeaux would win it easily, but in the first half, didn't look easy. Bordeaux were trying, but Mets were really organised. They were really obdurate. And they went a goal up, and there was a small fight. But then in the second half, I don't know what those halftime talks were, but the Bordeaux one worked better because Bordeaux roared back to three to win three one, and it was like every time uh, when Met saw the the equaliser go in, their heads dropped. When Clermont went out in the second half, their heads dropped. Saint-Étienne are like, oh, my God, they've scored against us. Their heads dropped. That's the theme, I think, is what defines the bottom of the table, is whose nerve is going to hold. Yeah. Like, I'm making sense there, because I think... Mets didn't collapse in the same way the others did, but you looked at them at the end. They were done. Yeah. They were done. And once they conceded one goal, it was like they were waiting for the next one. Yeah. And I think that kind of shows you what's going on down there and why possibly Bordeaux are going to claw their way out of this if they can keep that kind of spirit going. Yeah, I, th- I think taking those three games as as a batch, um, <clears throat> I felt like, and, and again, you know, I watched all three um, the full ninety minutes. So I think the, <clears throat> I think I think Jazz was saying last week the PSG game. I think you said the same as well. The PSG game was very much a free hit for for Claremont. That the damage. That the six goals will will potentially have for them in the long run is is I think that's the worry for them because at yeah. two one they they were in this game um, PSG were comfortable for the majority of the first half but that goal right before half time from Dosu 
Um, and then it just became the Mbappe, Messi, Messi and, and Neymar show in the second half. And to be fair, all three of them were brilliant. And I don't really mm. think away at Clermont is where they're going to be judged um, ultimately, but they were very good. But it's that, it's the five goal swing that's going to potentially not look good for Clermont, who could have just said, you know what, it's PSG lads, we'll take the 2-1 loss and we'll move on, or the 3-1 loss even, but six is not great. Um, and that's what that's done to Clermont is, is that's put their goal difference uh, to minus 29, which is down there the with now the worst. worst with Bordeaux. Exactly. Who, as I said, are the ones who look more likely to actually pop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's where I feel that, that Lorient do deserve quite a lot of, of um, praise in this game because at half to, I mean, I, I was sort of watching the game at, at the time and, and I said to myself quietly, look, they have to score half, before half time and this game is not over. And they did exactly that, but then they really pushed on and that, that crowd at the Moustoir roared them on for, for 100%. I mean, they were very they were very much behind the team from the off. It was I, a nighttime game. But they... I have to admit that I turned the game on and Boanga scored four minutes and I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. And then Nordan scored on 22 minutes or something. And I thought, I'll just be nice to Chris next week and I'm going to catch up on Top Chef on replay. So mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch after that. <laughs> so when I logged on the next day and saw what happened, I was like, "How? Yeah, what?" And it, and it was, really? it was definitely a combination of both. You know, Lorient being being clinical and and Etienne falling apart, and that uh, the Neu sending off was utterly ridiculous. Okay. But that, but for me, the, the key was when when Lefay, um, who is definitely going to be as good as Zidane one day actually he's just oh I love him no, but he's not. called Enzo Leferi he is which is just the, the greatest name ever okay. um but yeah he, when he scored the, the third goal I think Lauren would have been completely forgiven to have gone right we're in front let's just let's just see this out now mm. but they didn't and and arguably they could have scored another two or three goals um Bernardoni was was pretty pretty exposed for the goals um that they conceded late on but to score uh, not just to go 4-2, where you'd say, even at 4-2, Kone's second, you'd have gone, OK, fine, we'll see this out. But to score two goals in the last three minutes, that goal difference swing now, Lorraine's goal difference is now minus 19, um, yeah. which is, as you say, Claremont minus 29, Sanetin minus 28, Bordeaux minus 30, and Metz minus 29. It, it's not only the goals, so for example, Claremont and now Sanetin have shipped, but it's the goals Lauren have got, which could be so vital when it comes down to the reckoning. So that was what was really impressed me and and there's been questions about uh you know lauren sort of um, style if you like have they gone away from the the, the free-flowing and fun football um i would argue this this result says otherwise and then the only other one like you said grouping these three games together the the mets bordeaux game i mean i i just felt for jazz because watching this when when Mets scored it was against the run of play um yeah. nevertheless a good goal from from Lancose. But once Bordeaux equalised, you, you just knew which way it was going. And the third goal epitomised the, the day for Mets when Kayard came for a cross. He got nowhere near and Wangu Joe nodded in the third. And that really was mm. curtains. But it was just like Mets missed a really good chance. At it was Wangu got the third goal. Yeah. And 
just before that, he'd been booked for a hilariously unconvincing dive. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was bad, but it kind of showed that Bordeaux are willing to do anything to get oh, yeah. out of this situation. Yeah. And that was a shit way to do it, but his goal was two minutes from time to make it 3-1 was very impressive. And yeah. you can see, I think the fans are behind them. They're hoping against hope that they can get out of this. After the match, we had um, kind of pitch side interviews on French TV where the players are saying it's not over. We just have to be more organised. We can do this. We can make it. And I think that positivity, like I said, with the whole collapses, it's like some teams have lost faith. I think Bordeaux still have faith. They might not have the best tactical setup or squad selection or anything else, but they still have faith. And I think with a couple of games to go, that's going to make the difference. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, definitely going to be key. And and the <clears throat> excuse me, the concern I think that you would have. I mean, well, there's lots of concern you'd have with Mets, but they they did have good chances. Uh, especially one really good chance, which I think was from Delen, I believe, and he blazed over um, when it was 2-1 and you just thought mm, even a point from this game would have been something. But ultimately, uh, nothing is what they got. And unfortunately for Jez and his team, it, it does look like Ligda is is beginning to, to beckon as the trap door uh, yep. may be opening for them, which is unfortunate. But we shall see. You know, There's a long way to go. Um, looking at the other... Uh, games involved um, in relegation zone. So this is sort of the teams that are slightly above those teams we've mentioned there. Um, so we're, we're looking at, in particular, Troyes and Angers um, in, in the other two games to focus on. So Troyes lost to do Monaco we have by... have to look at Angers? I think we do, and I'll come on to why. Um, Monaco beat Troyes by two goals to one. Um, in isolation, you wouldn't suggest... Um, I just realised, actually, I left out Leon Strasbourg. Sorry, that was 1-1 earlier on. No relegation issues there. Um, but yes, that yeah, was a 1-1. But Leon, it took a 90th minute equaliser from Togorhambe. Yeah, exactly. For that. Yeah. So they're still not looking good. No. Bear in mind, Leon are below Strasbourg. They are well below Strasbourg. Yeah, good opportunity as well for them to, to get points at that particular time. They didn't take advantage of it. Um, yes, uh, where was I? Sorry, relegation. Yes, let's go back to relegation. Um, so, Troyes losing to, to Monaco. It's not a huge surprise, um, in fairness. I think Monaco probably would have been favourites for this game. Um, but they were they were right in this game. Co uh, Enrique scored with a delicious free kick to make it 1-0. Uh, Ugbo equalised for Troyes, um, and then Kevin Volland rattled in what proved to be the winner. Um, Troyes sit just above the relegation places. They are 15th. Uh, they got 32 points, so technically they are four points clear or five points clear of the relegation playoff spot. Their form has been pretty good of late. Three wins and a draw from the last five. This is their first defeat in a while. I think they'll be fine. I 
think they like will. That they've got a good enough cushion and good enough form. You look down at Claremont Sub 30 and Bordeaux and Metz, and that's the fight. Yeah. Well, I, I, I see, I, and I, I totally get where you're coming from there. And, and I, well, I wouldn't say I disagree. I would just say that there's a couple of situations that are alarming for me. And I think when, when you look at Twa, like you say, in terms of where they are right now, they're probably safe given the run they've been on. But if you look at their next couple of fixtures, they're away at Strasbourg at the weekend. They then host Claremont. Then they go away to Nice, home to Lille. And then they finish with a trip to, to PSG. Um, sorry, finish. There's two more games after that. Sorry. They go away to home to Lens, finish, finish away at Lorient. Um, there's, there's a couple of tough ones there. And that's sort of where I'm why I'm keeping them in this group because I'm also keeping on Jerin, who've got 33 points. I know we said they'd be fine. They snapped that really bad record they were having um, and they managed to to get back on winning run, but they're still not in a great place. And they go away to Nantes on weekend. a winning run. Well, um, one 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 win and a draw in the last three, you'd say, okay, they've turned the corner. No, four points from the last five games. Mm. And this is all not good. And this is this is why this is why I think they're not quite safe yet. Away at Nantes at the weekend, they then go uh, play at home to PSG. Sorry, then they go away to Clermont, uh, then they go uh, away to Monaco, and then they play at home to Bordeaux, and then they go away to Metz, who may or may not be already gone by then, and they finish with Montpellier, who you know probably are going to be on the beach by that point, but. It, again, there's a few fixtures in there that just makes me go, mm. it, particularly the next three, if they don't uh, beat Nantes and if they I lose know, to PSG. I was kind of surprised by this because Lille going into this match had, I think, seven Ligue 1 clean sheets in a row and Angers don't score much. So the fact that it ended... 1-1 one, one, uh, was kind of yeah, for, from a Lille perspective mm. I just I'm sorry to Thomas and all other Angers fans who listen to us but good lord I hate to watch it <laughs> Angers it's just it's it- just so bad in, in isolation, they should still be fine. Like, as I say, I think oh, yeah, yeah, should be all right. But... 33 points, they'll be fine. They'll get no little draws till the end of the season. They'll be fine. Mm. But it doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. No, no. And, and like I say, when, when we say <laughs> should be fine, that doesn't mean will be fine. Like, so some point will Roy Hodgson... Uh, manage its team because it feels like a perfect mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah Roy Hudson and Roger. Um and it's a shame because that stadium is lovely. By the way, I do like what they've done with that, the new oh. sort of stands and everything. But um, yeah, uh, so I, I don't think they are. Um, I don't think they're out of the woods just yet. Uh, we shall see. And, and as I say, with Trois, a lot's a lot's going to depend on what sort of run they can put together. Having had this this defeat now to break their decent run of, of late, the only thing you would say is how good are the teams below Angers and Troyes? Are they going to put enough points together? You would probably argue that Lorient and 
Yeah, I mean, Lorraine and Bordeaux are probably the two on the up at the moment. Um, yeah. Lorraine have won two, or they've they've only lost one of the last four, basically. They've won two of those, and Bordeaux with a draw and a win seemed to have turned that awful run that they were on around. I I have a suspicion. Um, I don't think we're we're surprising anyone to say and that. Again, I'm sorry, Jez, but I do sort of feel like Mets may be doomed at this point. Um, but I have a suspicion that that either one of Clermont or one of Trois and Angers might be the ones that drop into that relegation spot. And then for me, it's one of Bordeaux or Sanetti. And I, I just can't, I can't decide who, but See, I just feel like one of the two is going to go. Does it feel like just on a historical front, the idea of both Bordeaux and Saint-Étienne going down is just inconceivable? It, it is, it is, but... Again, you know, you look back at, across all the leagues in, in Europe, like we said before, like with the likes of the Perth of Berlins and the, um, you know, the, the West Ham teams that went down. And the, I mean, you could go back over all the leagues, I suppose. I, I'm sure there's a team in Spain. Oh, Valencia, they went down, didn't they? So, I mean, it's, Berlin. Uh, not Hertha Berlin, sorry. Um, six uh, trophies not, back to Hamburg. Back. Hamburg, I'm... sorry, not Hertha Berlin. Hamburg, yeah. Um, I just mean like historically names, you know, teams that you would look at and go, what on yeah. earth are they doing in that division? Um, and and the, the bare facts are Bordeaux and St. Etienne have been, they've been terrible all season. They just have. And Yeah, I mean, they. but when you look at the history, when you think of the names that you know, mm. it feels like this is wrong. I mean, by, by logic... One of uh, one of them's gonna go down. Yeah, you, you'd think Cla- if you were if you're going by by the sort of fashionable teams, would I think be a seismic shift? Yeah, and I, and I think I think most people would predict if you looked at the table and you and you didn't know any of the form or anything, you'd say, oh yeah, Claremont and Toi will fade away, and they'll be the ones that'll go. But the more you look at the the more you look at the form and the more you look at things, the more you think, actually, no, one of these big two is going to go. And, you know, for all we know, both both of those two could still go. And if if we assume that Mets are are gone or are very much going, then, yeah, I mean, Claremont's form, if you look at their form right now, they are oh, really Oh, that's horrendous. Five straight defeats, is it now? I mean, that's that's not good, is it? So... Yeah, um, lots lots of things to come, lots of twists and turns to go, I'm sure. Um, and to be honest, uh, at the risk of... Um, and Mets play Clamont at the weekend. They do, they do. And I hate to say it, but I don't care who goes down as long as Lauren stay up. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, but yeah, there, there's, a, there's a couple of games coming up that are going to potentially determine um, if somebody can get on a run. Um, they will pull themselves clear. And that's what I'm kind of hoping that the Laura will do, please. But um, yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on in terms of the relegation zone. And uh, next week, um, I think I'm right saying Laura have got Nice. Yes, they have. So it's not an easy game for them. Uh, and then next week we play Jez's Mets. So um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, let's have a little chat about before we kind of preview and whatnot let's have a bit of chat about europe seeing as we've got the time to do Ooh. so leon and marseille a win for one draw for the other um I, will be the happier of the two i think leon drawing away at west ham will be happier 
than OM winning 2-1 against Pauk. Do you do you think they missed yeah. an opportunity though? Because I everyone was saying in the build-up to this, uh, Andy Brassel and so on, that West Ham were going to beat Liam. And I agreed with them. And then Cresswell was sent off in the 45th minute for just kicking Dembele up in the air. Kind of unnecessary. Uh, so that meant that Leon, who have been, I think we said last week, out of sorts, whereas West Ham have been full of sorts, um, had a little bit of an advantage. So I think Bowen scored for West Ham, and then Ndombele scored, equalised for OL, made it 1-1 fine. But I think if West Ham had kept 11 men on the pitch, that wouldn't have happened. So I think OL are probably thanking their lucky stars and hoping they can do something back at the uh, Stab Metropole. Yeah. Because that's I don't think that was the best of West Ham. Whereas I think if they can set up well uh, in the return leg, it will be so yeah. fine. Um, on the other game, I think we thought Marseille would beat Pauk reasonably easily and eh, not quite because uh, more off the pitch stuff than on pitch because there was trouble uh, in Marseille beforehand I think uh, they were 2-0 up at half time the Payet goal obviously is the one getting all of the gifts and rightly so because Oof. One of the best goals this season, anyway. Absolute razor. Um, and but then Pauk came back with one just after half time from Alcadori. Gerson, who'd scored the first goal, gets sent off in the injury time. It's like it's fine, you're going to be fine, but you could have made life easier for yourselves mm. for Marseille, I think. And my one other thing I'd say on Europe is it's not a French team, but it's a French player, Karim Benzema, with a hat-trick again yeah. against Chelsea in the first leg at Stamford Bridge. 21st, 24th and 46th minutes. I said before when he was, um, after the Paris game, when he was interviewed, and I'd never seen him smile before, but he was grinning like a kid. He was grinning like a kid. He loves this. Yeah. And that's just a superb performance. 
and it is happening later this evening um, after we record. Uh, I think he is going to absolutely love this. And if he got three in a row, three hat-tricks in a row, it would not surprise me. No, he is at the very peak of his powers. I think, um, like you say, going into these second legs, particularly with the the, the two um, two French clubs, I feel like I, I have a sort of a bit of a feeling that maybe the um, uh, the missed opportunity might come back to, to bite Leon and missed opportunity in the fact that West Ham played the majority of the game with ten men. A lot of people were very upset about it, particularly the English English studio. They're very upset about the unjust decision, which, sorry, was a red card. End of story. Um, Even if it's harsh, doesn't matter. It was a foul. He was the last man. Cry about it later. But, yeah, just felt like they maybe missed an opportunity to have got something more from that game, uh, or at least taking a lead. But we all know that uh, Leon at home are a pretty pretty decent entity. So I guess we'll see how um, how that progresses. In terms of the the game with Marseille and Pauk, I feel like conceding that goal is not ideal. Pauk just strike me as um, one of those clubs who, yeah, they, they, I mean, Arsenal played them years ago, I remember. Um, it was a nightmare to get to their stadium, I recall. But yeah, it, it's just... The word obdurate. Yeah, very stubborn, very stubborn side. And um, as I say, you know, maybe worrying about nothing. Um, it may well be the case that... Uh, that that come through this company, but I I think they need to be trying to win this competition at this point. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I know it's not the highest accolade, <coughs> accolade anyone's ever seen or heard of, but I I really think they need to be pushing on with this this uh, this opportunity in this competition now. And I think it will be a missed opportunity if they don't. So we shall see where uh, where that goes. Um, but yeah, those second legs are played on Thursday, I think, this week. So two days time, yep. time for recording. So we'll. We'll have some updates on uh, how they go uh, in next week's show. Shall we have a little look ahead to what we've got coming up in the young this week? Because there's a couple of Ooh. quite tasty looking things this weekend. Um, starting on Friday, we've got uh, Ren against Monaco. That one is very spicy. Uh, that should be a very fun match. Yeah. Just in terms of uh, whoever cares about the uh placement but yeah that will be i think a very fun match to yeah off the weekend yeah tend to agree with you on that one uh st etienne against breast maybe less fun but uh once again sort of lots of pressure on on uh, st etienne to get a result in that particular game um obviously they want to be Pushing up that table as best they can after what happened to them last weekend. Uh, then on the uh, the evening game that day, the eight o'clock game on Saturday is Lille against Lens once again. Massive northeast, northeast yes. derby. These two don't like each other much either. No, they don't. I be uh, following uh, Gibney's Twitter feed for this one because it could be hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I do suspect. I do suspect that uh, it could be um, could could be one of those games that gets a little bit feisty. I would suspect, uh, but yeah, it will be good to see how that one pans out. I should you be watching mean that the police will be called at some point. 
Potentially, yes, potentially yeah. so, you'd imagine so. Um, on the Sunday then, we've got uh, Nice against Lorient, which is the 12, game, 12 o'clock game on midday. Um, and that will be uh, a tough affair, obviously, for Lorient to continue the form of the weekend, but Nice not on the greatest run, as we said. Uh, Mets Clermont is pretty massive for both teams. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely massive. Uh, Mets, you think, really, they have to get something from this. I mean, arguably, they have to win this game, and Clermont will be looking to snap that unfortunate streak of games. Um, Montpellier Rouse has a has a who's fighting over the towel for the beach about it, to be honest. But you yeah. never know, you know, all the pressure off. Maybe these two teams will just have a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, that's probably one that I'm not going to be uh, that across myself, if I'm honest. Um, I have the multiplex, so I get to see everything. Yeah. Is kind of nice. Yeah, I, I'd say it could be a bit more fun than... Then on paper, it, it would appear anyway, but we shall see. Uh, on uh, Angers, I go away to Nantes, as we um, sort of touched on earlier on. Again, um, oh. really important that for, for Angers to get something, you would say, or at least put in a performance. But if not, were to win that game, again, Angers just being dragged in a little bit further or closer to that um, relegation spot. So we shall see. Uh, Twat against Strasbourg, again, Tough, uh, a tough one. This, this is going to be for for Twa, tough assignment. Strasbourg still pushing for those uh, European spaces, and um, in terms of the home affairs, to say Twa have been on a, a pretty decent run of late. We'll just see if they can continue it in this particular game because that's going to be key for them if they want to pull away from that relegation area. And the final two games, Lyon against Bordeaux. That this is one of those that two teams that are in very different situations right now, but equally both. Massively underachieving. Um, you wonder what sort of Leon we're going to get. Twenty years ago, this yeah. would have been a classic. That's it, isn't it? It's it's and it's now two big names. Who's gonna not fuck up? One fallen giant and one falling giant. I guess you would probably yeah. say. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely got the look of a game that uh, that yeah. I, I think I think what I think what will depend or how this one will go is it depends a who scores first and b what uh, what Leon turn up depending on how their game with West Ham goes because if they lose that game you'd imagine they won't be um, particularly at it um, but if they uh, if they were to get a good result they'd be on the up um, with the momentum taking them through onto that one um, and then the final game uh, of the weekend it, it's, it's a fairly quiet affair this one usually. At seven forty-five on Sunday night, uh, PSG host Marseille in Le well, Classique. It turns out that, as ever, uh, the prefecture have uh, banned travelling Marseille fans from mm. the game. Just this a shame. happens every fucking time. Mm. And there's lots of people complaining about can't LFP do anything about this. It's not down to the LFP, it's down to the prefectures of the areas involved. If you think there's going to be trouble, you ban them and you send out the CRS. And I'm not saying that's right. In fact, I think it's wrong. But it's not actually the LFP that are banning this stuff. Mm. So PSG-OM, the classic, will be played apparently without OM fans. And that's a shame. 
to be fair. I mean, yeah. I know we saw the whole Preston um, non situation at the weekend, but you have to have someone else in the stadium. I just mm. it just aggravates me. Just a bit of balance, really, isn't it? Just you know, because just this is one versus two. Mm. I know there's a big gap between them, but this is what the classic is supposed to be. One versus two. Might it, might it inspire? Do you think that maybe inspire the, the likes of a Marseille? Let's well, not forget our pushing for Champions League. So, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they're smart guys. They know they can't get first, but having having their cash would maybe make a difference. Not maybe to the result, but to the atmosphere. Because yeah. the atmosphere is going to be... Oh, you've seen it over the past couple of weeks. Very, pretty toxic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they boo Neymar, they boo Messi, they don't boo Mbappe because he's bank. Uh, mm. They boo Wijnaldum. Um, they, it's like, yeah, yeah it, it will be it will be good to have two sets of ultras singing their hearts out. Yeah, yeah, I, that's not what we're gonna have. Yeah, I do agree. There is an element of, like I say, without away fans, it's just not quite the same. I do, and and I feel like PSG are all of a sudden are just clicking at basically the time when it doesn't matter that much because we all know they're going to win the league. But yeah, um, this this PSG are a very different animal. After you've been kicked out of the Champions, yeah, pressure's off, isn't it? Basically, and uh, you do wonder now if if Marseille might be. Um, not lambs to the slaughter, but I think they're going to have to go some to get anything from this particular particular game. Uh, I wouldn't be putting any money on it. Hopefully, it's a decent game. I'll say that much because um, yeah, it's very much one of those Hopefully games. Hopefully, it's not the Pochettino first game Marseille away at PSG, and they had no shots. No yeah. shots. Didn't live up, did it? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd be I'd be inclined to think that this one um, may well go the way of PSG, but hopefully it's it's a decent watch. I think that's as much as we can hope for. And um, yeah, I, I do wonder how that how that crowd will affect Marseille if they haven't got uh, their own scores there. Canal Plus has the last James Bond film on, so I'll be watching that. You're going down that route. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair. Enough. Yeah, I think I think we can. Um, I think we can we can give you that. I shall be across it because uh, I have nothing better to do with my life, and I'm all about watching uh, two sort of teams of the the classic era, if you will. Well, maybe not so much PSG, but you know where I'm going. Classic fixture is probably a better way to put it. But uh, we shall see. Um, those will be the games that we'll be covering next week. We will give you a bit of a rundown, as I said, on how things go with regards to the uh, European games as well. With that second leg, the Pac Marseille and and uh, Leon, uh, Leon um, West Ham game, which will be on the Thursday. So hopefully we'll have two French teams through to the final stages. 
Um, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to discuss next week, Liga wise. So do keep it tuned to ourselves. Thank you as always for joining us. Much appreciated. I say I know there's only the two of us today, but I think we've got through plenty of the bottom end, so to speak. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. Um, Phil, I guess until next week, uh, thank you for your time and uh, we'll catch up hopefully with Jazz again this time next week. Thank you. You're very welcome. And uh, as I say, whoever you support, um, even if you are hiding behind or in the sofa again this weekend, well, maybe you're just sat very comfortably on the edge of the sofa enjoying the last few games of the season. Uh, Whoever you support, do enjoy your French football and we'll speak to you very soon.